hallmarks of Western society is the protection of children. And at CD Media, it's high on our list of priorities. We've been holding events around the country to really make people aware of the level of evil that's coming after our children. And it's a multifaceted attack. Last week, we held an event in Miami, and the stars were aligned as to the panel and how they interacted together. We had uh, a father, Raul, from Mexico City talking about children and the trafficking and the cartels and the kind of a 30,000-foot level evil discussion. We had Dr. Paul Merrick, who really got into the fraud in the medical system, Alana Fishbane from No Left Turn in Education, Kevin Jackson, who rocked the audience uh, with the discussions of uh, basically what, how we have to fight this fight. We had Dr. Chris Cassells, Wayne Black, who's a security specialist, and the Pfizer whistleblower, Brooke Jackson. It was an amazing panel, and we need your help to get this out to the world. We have a live stream available. Go to Miami Independent forward slash event, and you will be able to buy the live stream. It's a few bucks because we still have massive costs for this event. But we need to spread the word, and people don't know what they don't know. So please go to Miami Independent forward slash event and get the live stream. Hold an event at your house. It's 25 bucks. Bring your family. Bring your friends. Awaken them to what is happening to our children. I'm going to show a quick clip here. The pharmaceutical companies, the agencies, the federal government, the industries that support them are not interested in curing patients. Their goal is not to cure patients, it's to sell drugs and make money, even if those drugs or money kill patients. And they will do whatever it takes. As Brooke has told you, it's a truly astonishing thing. The level of fraud that you could actually manipulate and make up data to sell a drug that is harmful. It is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow. Welcome back to Information Operation. We've been focusing on Florida, and I've uh, got a, a special guest for you today, Nick Cotterano, who is an 18-year former employee of Disney, and he has a story to tell. So, Nick, welcome to the show. Thanks, Todd. Thanks for having me. And I'm still with Disney, actually. Okay. I'm okay. there this week. So uh, I didn't realize everybody that. is real surprised by that with everything I've, I've done uh speaking up against Disney, but for, for whatever reason, I'm still there. So tell us your story. I'll just take it from the top. Tell us what happened. Um, you know, I was, I was, I've been working there for 18 years, uh, mm -hmm. little by little, the corporate world landscape has changed in general for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, so what I noticed was Disney as a company was taking less care of their employees, more about the bottom line. And four times a year, they got to beat out the numbers, blow out the numbers, no matter how good they are. Mm -hmm. I noticed there was a lot of animosity towards the older employers. There was no value mm -hmm. for them anymore mm -hmm. um, was one of the things that really stood out to me and uh, the, how they were treating us. And, and, and I think they were just 
overlooking things, right? Their their focus was no longer on take care of us and we take care of the guest. It was mm-hmm. it was almost putting the pressure on the employees to do what was not possible, what they were asking out of fear and coercion. And I just started standing up for employees. Um, I was very successful when there were still people that cared up at the top. Mm-hmm. As those people diminished and left away, I realized I needed to join the union to get things done. And uh, I wasn't there long, and I rose right to the top of our union, uh, 732, mm-hmm. and I became a union leader, and I, I would go into direct negotiations with Disney, and I had uh, better access. And going into the lockdowns, um, it was very helpful because I, able, I was able to hold people's hands. We were able to fight to keep people's jobs. A lot of companies just let people go, but because there was a union, we mm-hmm. fought to keep people's statuses, their seniority. We were able to bring them back, bring them back to their locations, get them pay and severance pay. And then, you know, all the good things, you know, we did a food bank Mm -hmm. that started out with 200 families and we had some really good people in the union and we ended up feeding thousands of people every every weekend. Wow. And I work in the hotel system and all my friends from the hotel system, people were showing up at four in the morning. So you knew the need was real for food, for food. Yeah, just for food and concern because nobody knew what, you know. We had no idea where this was all going yeah. and, and people didn't have access. You know, the, the whole uh, employment system was pretty much broken here for a while. So nobody even knew where the next paycheck was coming from and, and how long it was going to go. So that kind of got me really involved with the community. And I was before in other ways. Um, but then we I started doing a lot of press. Press started showing up and I was good at it. So we had press from all over the world showing up, people from France, press mm-hmm. teams from France were showing up at my house in Germany and CNN. And so that that kind of let kind of opened the door there. Um, as I watched with, you know, the pandemic and when I was doing all my research and I was learning about quercetin and zinc and, and yeah. vitamin D and black seed oil, I was sending out care packages to friends and family, friends, family of friends. That mm-hmm. were getting sick, even in New Jersey, when there were a lot of deaths going on, people would tell me their mom and dad, older, and their sister and their daughters were getting COVID. We were, me and my wife were sending out these care packages, and we didn't lose anybody. Um, yeah. Really, really good story of my friend's parents, and it, you know, they're a Latin. Uh, her dad was a stubborn Latin guy, kind of like I'm getting now. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Latin descent, and I'm getting older and stubborn. And the mom and the daughter were taking the things that we sent and they were getting better. He was getting worse. So he finally gave in, started taking everything and got better. And he said, I need more of that stuff. So, you know, we were really excited about getting involved. And we went through that little phase where it all seemed like it was going back to normal. I was watching the vaccines. I didn't, you know, I didn't trust them because I knew it it was too soon. Nobody knew Mm long-term effects. I hoped it was true. And it seemed like it was kind of something, there might've been something to it because everything was going away. We're going back to normal and we're thinking, oh, this, all right, whatever's working is working. But for me personally, I'm not taking this vaccine because it's too soon. And I was skeptical about modern pharma and medicine in general. Um, But when that's- As we all should be. (laughs) As as we we all should be. Oh yeah. I was aware of things, but I wasn't very outspoken about it. And when I had a lot of friends uh, get cancer, we would go to, to, you know, we were looking at alternative things and I got a lot of stories there and we'd go to Tijuana and different things like that to look at alternative uh, processes. Um, but as that second wave hit, uh, the, the, I don't remember what it was, the Delta variant yeah. or yeah. something like that. Um, you know, that the mandate, Disney for some reason was gonna be one of the first companies in the country to issue the mandate. 
um, their leaders. Well, let me ask you a question. You had a ringside seat inside of Disney, and there's been a lot of, uh, I guess, obvious evidence of some kind of infiltration in a lot of these large companies. Did you feel that? I mean, whether it's a foreign entity, whether it's some kind of globalist entity, whether, I mean, what was driving all this in your opinion? I, I think definitely an infiltration. I, I think it's really, you could simplify it and I don't know if I'm correct or not. Yeah. Like when I had issues before without the union and I would go to the very top, people would respond because they, they, they were still people that cared about things. Right. But even at a lower level, you knew the managers would privately tell me, I got to be a certain way or else I don't move up. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been the system. When you look in medicine and you look at what's happened with the pandemic, I think yeah. a lot of that is just based on that reward punishment structure. Interesting. The people that have moved up into those places. It doesn't take a lot of people at the very top to go, this is how we're doing it. Yeah. We need yes people. And the yes people move up and they just do what they what the few handful of people want done. And we know with the ESG and BlackRock, Vanguard and State Street owning 90% controlling interest in all these companies and the WEF, I think it's as real simple as that. They just captured all these companies and they made the structure as, hey, nobody moves up the ladder unless they're they're playing our, our game or they, yeah. they have our criteria. And I think it was as simple as simple as that. And uh, so let me ask you this before we move on. What is yeah. the best way in your estimation to fight that? Is it um, I mean, what is it? Is it to stop using the product? I mean, is it to go a government route? I mean, what do you think? I, I think, Todd, I'll give you a perfect example. When I when I stood up and 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 I was convicted um, and we could go back on that or people could find it online. When I was convicted, I had to do something and I was by myself and I, I teamed up with a group called CCDF. I had just met mm -hmm. them, uh, mm -hmm. Steve Maxwell great guy and he he gave me aid uh he said hey we're gonna jump in the fight with you we see what you're doing and you're you're taking a big thing on by yourself but for the most part as an employee i was by myself and as and as i got some media coverage that was really suppressed and people knew that i was already a leader and and outspoken as they started hearing about it people would pull me aside nick i'm scared i don't want to get this shot what do i do um i, I don't know who to trust there's nobody in the location that that thinks like me I go another 10, 20 feet, somebody else would pull me aside. Turns out there was a bunch of people thinking the same way I'm thinking, but nobody was, everybody was scared to speak out. Interesting. As I spoke out and we did the rallies, our first rallies were pretty small, but people would show up. All the press would be there. People would show up. They'd run up. They'd give me a big hug and thank me. And they said they're too scared and they would run off. They wouldn't want to get on camera. So as we ballooned and the groups got to like 400 of a rally, we knew that there, there was a deadline. Um, and the deadline, I think, was October 6th to get your final jab. And so many people were either fired or coerced. People caved in. A lot of people caved in. I had locations counted where there were 12 people resisting. 10 people would cave. That's a big number of people. Caving. Have you seen uh, vaccine injuries in that group? Have you oh, heard yeah. any? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. People, and, and they're still scared to speak up. Yeah. So as people caved, the numbers leaked from inside the union to me and they started panicking because that's all their bread and butter. They're going to lose all these union members, all these dues. There were still 10,000 people resisting the shot after the deadline. Wow. Now we do our rally and you get three, 400 people. That's not 10,000 people. Where are these people at? And I'm getting hundreds and thousands of emails. I mean, it got to the thousands where people are emailing me, supporting me, but they're still too scared to stand up. And I think that's that at the end of the day, 
Hmm. And we saw a guy yesterday in the trade union in California. I don't know if you caught that story. I wrote his name down, Michael Oxford, mm-hmm. who was uh, an engineer or something. And he got fired for resisting to, to wear a mask, even in at this date in 2023. And he was calling for everybody on Tucker last night. Where's everybody else? If we all just stand up, it stops. And I think yeah. they, they've, you know, and that's been the great thing. I think they've, they've, they've sigh out the bunch of people where they bought into the, to the fear and that's how they did it. Right. Suppressing early yeah. treatments and hospitalization and death protocols. They increased the fear. So you got a, a segment of the population have just been fearful, but even the people that are waking up are just scared to stand up and speak because there are people like me in all these different areas that you can join with. And, you know, I lead the way. But the media has a, had a big part of that because when we did a Lake Eola, my friend Justin Harvey organized a big rally. We had four or five hundred people. Well, they took a picture, of, I guess, early and they had five people and that was the news story. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're letting everybody know, be scared, because if you stand up, you get, you're going to be one of five people. Yeah. So when we send them a picture of 400 people. They, re, they, they redid it and they gave a picture of 10 people. So the press is complicit where they never want to let you know the numbers that are out there. And Disney was saying there's 93% that got vaccinated when we knew the numbers were way higher. And that's after people got fired and coerced. So we're fighting against that narrative and people got to realize the emperor wears no clothes and the Wizard of Oz guy is back there. And he's, he's just making you feel scared. But there's always been a lot more of us than them. But what's happening is the more time goes on, they're picking off the weakest from the back of the line, right? They're injuring people where I know vaccine injured people that are getting so sick that they can't come speak when yeah. we're at the press conference and they want to speak. And the more and more they pick these people off, the less and less people there are to stand and fight. And the longer people. What do you mean pick them off? Do you mean like stop them from pro or scare them to stop or what do you, or to kill them? I mean, what do you, what do you mean pick them off? I think when you pick people off, you get people, you, you, you get, you coerce them into taking the vaccine. I see. Now they're into their second and third booster. They're not feeling right. They don't know what time. Once you turn the trick, right? It, yeah. it, I hate to say it like that, but you know, if you're a pimp and you get somebody to turn a trick, they're they're a good few tricks in. It's harder to turn them back. Sure. Right. It takes a big intervention. Once people buy in out of fear, they knew better, but they bought in and they go forward. It's harder for them to stand up because now they're 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 complicit. And when I even asked friends of mine that already got their shot and their booster, I said, they got their shots. And I said, well, they're going to require you to take a booster. What are you going to do? They openly admit, well, I already took my two shots. What am I going to do? And the boosters are the kill shot, essentially. The, the booster is the kill shot. Yeah. But still, people, once they give in, when they don't, when there's that little flicker of flame that says, you know, don't do this, take a stand. Mm-hmm. And they surrender out of fear, coercion, whatever it is. They're, you know, they're, they're just going to get worse. And, and that, Ed, Ed Dowd is out there showing, you know, he's a hedge fund guy showing the massive increase in disability and death for employed America, you know, yeah. because of the yeah. vaccines. Yeah. And, 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 and for a long time, we were thinking, well, these people after the lockdown, they just didn't want to leave the couch and they moved in with their parents. But a lot of people are probably just dead yeah. in the workforce. And yeah. we're seeing it. You know, I work in the hotel system as well. And I work with what they call the circuit. And all these people are having heart attacks and they're talking about it. And I interject and I go, so what do you think is causing the heart attacks? And I go, well, it's a lot of stress out there. 
and, and, don't take cold showers. That's the new one I heard. Well, yeah, and they're normalizing it, right? It's yeah, everything. Yeah, the climate, yeah. it's it's yeah. the stress, it's video games, it's whatever, except what the common denominator is. And I have I have friends that that are friends of family friends, and they got their boosters, they had a stroke. They've ended up in the hospital and they were still telling my wife, you should be taking your shot for the good of everybody else. There is that disconnect and it's the perfect psyop mass formation, yes. whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. So I think what, what has to, I mean, how do we stop it? Everybody just stands up, support somebody that's standing up, stop being scared because if you're scared now, it's going to be a lot worse. And my, my real message is to the churches. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. Yeah. yeah. And the pastors that have remained silent, the pastors that have gone along, they need to one, repent of it. And and two, they're the leaders in the community. They're the real leaders in the community. Well, they've been infiltrated too. So, you know, you got to find another Christian community besides the mainline churches, unfortunately. Right. But they're good people yeah. all through that system. So if it's not yeah. your pastors, it's got to be a rise up from the congregation. Yeah. And by now, if they bought into the into the nonsense, they got, they, they're surely waking up now. They got to tell people they got to stand up and they got to put the pressure on. Because if if we who have no fear of death and have hope in eternal life can't do it, there's no hope for anybody else. And for, for those of us who are awake, it's a lot worse than anybody understands. I mean, we have we have balloons from China flying over our country and nobody can yeah. do anything about it. Yeah. We don't know if they're going to release a nuclear bomb or a virus. And it's allowed to happen. And this is worse than people realize. And now we know what's happening in Latin America. You got to wake up. This is this is really bad. Yeah, and, it is. And I, and I call for the churches. I think that's where it starts right there. But everybody just needs to stand up. Well, it definitely say, starts starts at Christianity. You know, I I was at a Christian church, uh, you know, a mainline Protestant church, and the, the 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 pastor got up and started talking about transgender, and I just stood up and I left. I said, this is not Christianity. You know, this is. And that's what has to happen. The churches, um, unfortunately, are are infiltrated. But yeah, you got to find the right people and stand up. Even in Orlando, this was over a year and a half ago. I'm listening to Christian local radio and I stopped listening to them. They brought on a transgender rabbi to talk about pronouns for the churches so we could be more acceptable. Mm -hmm. and, they're, and, and they're normalizing people that really need help. I mean, I'm at Disney and I'm seeing all these these, these young men now are wearing dresses that are workers with the makeup and the earrings and i'm sad i mean yeah. it's sad because they're victims they they're, are victims they're, they're they're victims they're 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 not the problem it's the people at the top that that are that they're using this to divide people dilute people and normalize this stuff so that they could take on their ultimate agenda whatever that is so yeah. it's really sad and the, and for the church to embrace this rather than to love these people yet in, encourage and and teach them this is not the way you know, I, I, I'll, I'll veer off the path real quick, just bringing it up. A few years ago, we went on an Alaskan cruise. We went to Seattle. It was a beautiful city. We loved a lot about it. But all these all these street people and young people were so entitled, and they were the alpha guys. The drug deals were happening everywhere, and they would approach me and just say, give me, your, give me, give me I don't know, a dollar. And I'd look at them and, you know, like, whoa, whoa, you, you know, you're not going to come up to me like that. And i turn on them, and they would go to start fighting, and i just square up and go, what are you doing? Yeah. And what we noticed as we were there for a week, my wife and I said, all the men are infeminate. There's yeah. no men left in the city. And yeah. we saw how that turned out. So it was a psyop to get people to let go of being a man 
and that way you're easier to control and bring chaos. And what charity. a way to, uh, if you're an enemy and you want to destroy your enemy and not fight. I mean, it's completely that's exactly, obvious to me. That, that's exactly. So that's a big problem right there, you know. And then Andrew Tate stood up and everybody saw him as a hero. But he, you know, if you really listen to a lot of his nonsense, he, he was just taking advantage of the situation. But we need yeah. men and we need men that, that are men to be leaders, encourage men to be men. And let's go. Let's get let's get let's Complete, get out. Completely agree. So um, talk back to Disney. Um What's going on with DeSantis and all the uh, the? Did they give? Did they renege on the on the special zone or whatever um, to Disney? Did they? Back I, I, don't, that? I don't. I don't. I don't know if Iger reached out to DeSantis and he was really considering it, or if it was just rumors. Yeah. Um, but he's held his ground, and he, okay, you know, good. and he's taken away their their special privilege. Their, you know, so that thank God. I mean, DeSantis yeah. has been a godsend. He's uh he's really a light for the nation right now. He's uh, I, I wish he would deal with election fraud in Florida because it's rampant and they won't deal with it. That's a whole other issue. And, um, and 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 I have a hard time. Yeah, with election, the hospital immunity stuff, where he finally said he's going to let it expire, but there there seems to be some political calculations, or I I don't yes. know what it is. Yes. I don't I, yes. I don't know. You know, you see that in in Georgia even worse, where there oh, there's worse. Be, yeah. There was that you don't understand why they didn't cramp down on it. And then you see Brian Kemp at the at the WEF and you go, yeah. that's what's going on there. I yeah. don't think I don't think that's a DeSantis situation. But, yeah, there's been a lot of cry. Well, there's definitely time. somebody whispering in his ear as to, you know, we'll make you president. Just, you know, don't go after the election fraud. That's what I think is kind of happening. Um, he, I think he's a good guy. His heart's in the right place. But I think he's being talked to and you know, dangling a lot of money. It takes a billion dollars to run for president. So, you know. Yeah, I think we need statesmen and we need people that are brave enough to buck the system and go, you know, I'm going to stand at this point. You know, I, I understood people that thought that way because, you know, you think for the greater good, think of all mm -hmm. the good. And I think that's how they sell it to people, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to let you do all these things, but these are the golden calves you don't touch. Yep, and, exactly. And, 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 and I think that's, and, and I think that's, Again, that's once you get them to turn the trick, once you get them to compromise, you own them on the rest of the stuff and you end up with a Biden years later who's just, you know, it's just over the top. Yeah. Uh, and and all these people in, in Congress and the Senate are just over the top at this point. So what do you want our audience to know? Um, you know, we're this is a national audience, uh, international, actually. But what should people know from Nick uh, right now? How, how many minutes I got to tell that? <laughs> as much as you want, my friend. <laughs> you know, let me back up and say how I got yeah. involved in this fight with Disney. Uh, sure. Disney. Disney's a leader in industry globally, right? And where, where Disney go, everybody follows. Uh, they were early for the mandates. Um, when the union reached out to me because I was a dissenting voice, they said it's coming down the, the pike and Disney has a right to do it. They weren't going to stand up for anybody. Uh, I gave them all the reasons I disagreed. Uh, we spoke for about 45 minutes. The next day, my wife got COVID. Two days, I got COVID. Ended up in the ER because it was really bad. Two days after that, I learned about ivermectin. I took ivermectin, erythromycin, and uh, steroids. Yeah. We were, we, two hours in, into ivermectin, we were better. Two days later, we were totally clear. My 73-year-old mom with a bunch of comorbidities got COVID, ended up in the hospital, couldn't breathe. They said there was nothing for her. They helped stabilize her a little bit. I ran up there with ivermectin. We got her the erythromycin, the steroids. My mom was cooking two days later. Mm -hmm. uh, so I realized something was really wrong. 
And, you know, when you understand the remdesivir and the death protocols in the hospitals, they were killing people. They were increasing the fear through hospitalization and death rates. So with all euthanasia, that. Euthanasia, essentially. It's euthanasia. Yeah. I, I took on Disney. We, I got a, a website, goofyvaccine.com. I wrote an open letter two years later. It's, it's more true than it's ever been. Um, so here we are. We, we fought against them legally. Um, we had our first lawsuit, but our lawyer, Jeff Childers, worked behind the scenes to do the legislation to stop the mandates, but we left the door open to discrimination. Now we're suing for discrimination. We just found out that our, our I think the judges Conway that, that was assigned our thing, they just severed our seven plaintiffs. These are our first seven plaintiffs. They severed it, which is gonna make the expense that seven times. Hmm. As our, my friends dug into who this judge was, it turns out it's the same judge that issued the warrant for Carter Page with three nice. or four other judges and they're they're either she's either complicit and part of this deep state or she just doesn't have you know we now know that the 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 um the dossier the steel dossier that they used based on to 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 issue this warrant was so flimsy so she does she's either complicit or she doesn't have any good judgment she's totally compromised and she doesn't know how to look at information it's probably all of the above it's probably all of the above, mm -hmm. but she is now our she's now our judge and she's trying to sever this case. And, and that's the strategy. Make it more expensive because my, my our lawyers, Rachel Rodriguez and Carol Sanders, they're small operations. Sure. They're really brave. So we need support. And, and I'm selling it as just like Florida. We're alike to the rest of the country. Disney is the Goliath in the entertainment and in the corporate world. And if we can hold them accountable like they need to be and send the message to the rest of the world, we're doing something. So we really need people to support our case. We need, we need small funds. We need, we need prayer. We need some big people that step up that I know, I know a lot of big donors have stopped giving to the Republican parties because they're really upset. So I know there's money on the sidelines out there. Yes. We need help. And we're fighting, you know, our, our lawyers and, and our group, we're fighting hospital murders. We're fighting the vaccine injured. We're getting a lot of things done in the state. Um, and and we're probably partly responsible for the governor's turning around as we've brought these people together so that they could have a bigger voice. So at goofyvaccine.com, when you go on there, there's a link right to our our website, to our to our lawyers uh, funding, mm -hmm. to that uh, whatever that that fund set aside, just earmark it for Disney plaintiffs or send a special note, whatever it is you wanted to do. We have we're we're fighting the hospital murders as well. She's bringing lawsuits in that area. Um, and we're, we're going to have a rally the February the 25th here in Florida in downtown in Lake Eola at the amphitheater to bring more awareness and support. We have a, uh, a anti-discrimination bill, SB 222, and it has the House bill is 305, I think it is. We, we're, we're calling it Bax Bully with one X, D-A-X-Bully.com. We're asking everybody to give us your discrimination stories, people that were fired, people that were coerced, that are injured as a result of the coercion. We have families that are losing their pediatricians because they refuse to get their kids vaccinated. Hospital care that, you know, I have a friend that they refuse to give him a kidney transplant because he didn't get his vaccine. Um, and that's a deeper story. So we really need a lot of support. We need you to fill out your discrimination stories. We need your money and we need your prayer. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we need you to, to just share this with everybody you can. And, uh, you know, not just in the state of Florida, but from around the country and around the world. So we fall. If, if, if the United States falls, we know the rest of the country is going. But if Florida falls at this point, we're holding the last line. Right. Um, you know, we're, we're all in trouble.
So goofyvaccine.com is where people go to help you out. Yeah, there, there's a link right when you go on it. The, the first link that pops up is going to be the site to to uh, go to our, our Rachel Rodriguez, our attorney. Nick, thank you very much. want to have you back on down the road. Thank you, Todd. Thanks for having me. I appreciate right. it. Thanks, Take care, my friend. Thank you.